It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there, but how can we determine which strategies will best align with our financial ambitions? Well, you've come to the right spot. Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies for building our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Daniel Nichols, and this is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. Hey guys, as you know, I'm a big fan of passive real estate investing. And as a busy W-2 professional working in the oil and gas industry, this type of investing has been a complete game changer for me. It's allowed me to build income streams faster, access private off-market opportunities, and bring stability to my portfolio by investing in hard assets like apartments and self-storage facilities. So if you're looking to learn more about these types of opportunities, I highly suggest you check out Upstream Equity. Whether you work in the oil and gas industry like me, or you're a busy professional looking to grow your investment portfolio, Upstream Equity is your go-to source for passive real estate investing. They do all the heavy lifting for you, from building strategic relationships with best-in-class operators to finding quality passive income opportunities. Upstream Equity truly makes this a hands-off experience. To find out more, go to upstreaminvestor.com. Once again, that's upstreaminvestor.com. All right, let's get into the show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Daniel Nichols, accompanied by our guest for the week, Anna Tan. And today we are the two smart assets. For those not familiar with Anna, she is founder of Sweet Life Multifamily and has 10 years of real estate investing experience. And a multifamily loan has invested in over 1,100 doors and has $90 million of assets under management. Anna has developed a disciplined approach to investing, which focuses on capital preservation and strong returns with an in-depth understanding of the submarket and economic and political stages. While being a rock star real estate investor, Anna is also an engineer for a major, major Fortune 500 company with, a, with diverse roles in engineering, business strategy, and develop, development. Anna, it is great to see you. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely pumped to have you on the show. It's been a while. I know we've had some some scheduling issues, but uh, super excited to speak with you today. And if it's anything like, our, anything like our conversation before we hit record, this is going to be absolutely awesome. So uh, before we dive into all the good stuff, we want to hear more about you, Anna. So tell us more about your background, your story, and how you got into real estate investing. Yeah. So I'm Anna Tan. Um, we actually, my husband and I actually started with single family home rentals in, uh, in real estate. Um, it actually started with my parents giving us a house as a wedding present. And we had two choices, either we moved in that house or we put it up for rent and we decided the latter. So we decided to stay and live with my parents while we learned about real estate, renting, being a landlord, made all the mistakes that you can imagine. <laughs> um, and those those mistakes still hold true. Like we remember them. We it it, it was before um, we understood that we could actually Google everything. But, <laughs> um, so we learned that. Um, so we we had, we still have a small portfolio of single family homes, but now we focus on multifamily. And in the last year, we've um, we were able to close on two large apartment deals uh, located in Houston. And we're just so excited to be a part of that. We're managing, you know, as you mentioned, uh, $90 million worth of assets. If you had asked us this 10 years ago, if this was possible, I would have said, no way. Um, how do you even do that? To, how do you even begin to do that? So um, it has been quite the journey. I think because of the, the profession that we're in, we're able to really capitalize on um, 
getting into real estate and um, yeah, so we, we can talk more about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, it's fantastic, you know, the way you got into real estate investing, right? I think that's a, and you made the, you made the conscious decision. That's the route you wanted to go. Right. And so I kind of want to, I want to dive into the single family stuff and the move into multifamily and how all that's going. But before we do that, I want to talk about kind of your experience, why get into real estate investing, right? Obviously you guys were gifted this house and you decided to go that route, but why pursue it even further? So for example, you guys, you and your husband, you both work uh, full-time jobs, right? Very busy. And I know we talked about you know beforehand oil and gas. I'm very, very familiar with that as well because I also work in oil and gas. But it can be very demanding, right? And so one of the things that, that I know personally from my experience is I need to put my money to work as fast as possible, basically. You know, uh, it's just one of those things I have capital, uh, I needed to deploy it. And, um, but in my experience, when I first got out of college, started working was all of my money was going into stocks. It was just, this is what I knew stocks for one K, all that stuff. And then I found real estate. So I'm kind of curious about your experience. You know, why go into real estate? You're, you're, you're making, you know, good money at your job. You guys are working a lot, climbing the, you know, the corporate ladder, all that good stuff. Was real estate your first thing in investing? Did you get into stocks, 401k, all that kind of stuff? What was really the the drive to go and diversify into real estate? Yeah, so I think 401ks, if, if your company offers it, I think that's kind of a shoe in um, because they advertise it, right? Like, hey, this is a benefit you need to take advantage of. You're dumb if you don't you know, get, get the match. Yeah. Okay, yeah. check. Got that. But they don't teach you about real estate. No, sure. like no one teaches. You have to kind of go out and seek that for yourself as an alternative investment. Um, so we, I think, understood, I guess, one, real estate transcends all cultures. Like my my dad, he was a rock star um, real estate investor, but I didn't understand it because that's not what they taught in school. They, they teach stocks in school. I remember doing that in economics. I understood that, but I didn't understand real estate because it wasn't normal. It wasn't something that they just told you, you had to seek, um, you had to look for it. Right. right. And right. we really wanted to diversify our income. Um, and being in oil and gas, we, you know, we talked about how we have already gone through two downturns and whether, you know, you're on the side that you stay or the side you're not, it, it really hurts either way. It's very unsettling and you understand how small you are compared to you know, whatever company you're at. So you have no control in your future. In that point of time, you don't know where you're going. Your fate is in someone else's hands and it is not a, a, a good or pleasant feeling at all. And so once you're able to identify in real estate, hey, this is the property that I'm interested in investing in or whatever that case may be, you have more control. You understand the project. You know where your money's going. And you're hopefully you're able to get the cash flow or dividend or, you know, the cash flow or returns from that. And it gives you a little bit more sense of security um, end of the day. So we just wanted to be in, in control of something versus being in, I don't know, being a pawn in someone else's uh, company. Um, uh, you know, I'm so glad you brought that up, right? Because like you said before, we talked a little bit before recording is we both went through this experience. We've actually both been through the same amount of downturns, right? Based on the oil and gas industry. So I think for for people who who work in a volatile job industry, whatever that is, right? It may, maybe it's not oil and gas, maybe it's something else, but 
you know, once you felt the pain of basically losing your biggest source of income uh, due to something that's not under your control, you're absolutely right. That pain is is real, right? And it's swift and it comes uh, at a time probably when you don't want it to come because you might not be ready. And I know we were talking before the show, the first time I felt that I was not ready, you know, and- uh, You're never I, ready. Yeah. No uh, one is ever ready. Yeah, it was it was very bad the first time. And I think that, uh, I think the, the biggest thing that I took away from that first one though was- I need to be prepared, kind of like you, right? I need to diversify my income. I need to be more prepared, more intentional about what I'm doing with with my funds, right? Because investing in a 401k or just buying stocks wasn't going to do it. And so I think just like you, that's why I found real estate myself. So I, I love that, you know, this is the reason why you've kind of gone into to real estate. We have so much in common in, in terms of that. So absolutely love to hear it. So let's dive into your real estate investing uh, journey. So you started in single family, you had that first property, and then you said you built up a, uh, a portfolio of single family homes. What did those look like? Were, the, were those all um, you know, uh, long-term holds? Uh, were you doing any flips? What did that portfolio look like and what does it look like today? Yeah. So we um, started with well, most of our current single families are long-term holds. Um, they're located in Midland and in Houston. Okay. And um, we did do a fix and flip. We tried wholesaling, not not our cup of tea. Um, but uh, it, I would say we have not lost our money in a real estate investment, whether it's our um, personal home or an investment. We have not lost money. I don't know if you can say that about stocks or Bitcoin or whatever, but in real estate, that has not let us down. So. Um, we are very excited about real estate because I guess, because we haven't lost. It really just speaks to your strategy, right? And I think that, you know, being able to find deals and underwrite them correctly and all those things is, is huge. And I got to tell you, you know, you mentioned, uh, not losing money and or losing money in stocks. I know that in my stock portfolio, I've definitely lost money. So I think that, uh, you know, I'm right there with you. I haven't lost money in real estate, but, uh, my stock portfolio has taken a hit more than once. And so, um, I definitely, um, on that train as well. So let's talk about that. You have these single family properties. Were you self-managing those all while working a full-time job or did you have a, a third party property manager? Yeah. So we, we've been doing it all ourselves. Um, that's why we've, I think initially when we jumped in, it took us a little longer to kind of get acquainted also, we didn't have as much capital, so it's not like we were able to put in um, a lot of real estate, sure. but we did everything ourselves. Um, the flooring, well, I didn't do it. My husband and his dad did. The flooring, the paints, um, we've had some really bad tenants where we had to you know, haul the trash out. We've had infestations. Like We made some mistakes and we paid for it through these, through these moments where we've, uh, we've, we've learned, but because of that, we're able to, that's how we've been able to transition to multifamily and be able to make better decisions. We're not, you know, learning from scratch and we're taking those, those learnings and applying it there. So I think from that perspective, it's been a really great learning experience for us. We're, we're actively operating our assets and, it's definitely not for everyone. Um, it takes a lot of time. And I would say in our spare time, our free time, we actually do real estate. Um, because of where we live, there's limited fun things to do. So our fun thing is actually real estate. Um, once in a while, I'll, I'll catch up on, you know, when, like a show like Game of Thrones or whatever. But I'm usually really behind on that stuff because I'm spending so much time on building processes and improving our current systems. and um, making it, things more automatic and, and everything else. So, and I'm not, I'm, I'm just shocked that, uh, 
there's, you're saying there's not much fun things to do in Midland. I'm just, I'm totally shocked by that. So I'm just kidding. I, I, I know all about Midland, obviously, like we've talked about, but uh, you're absolutely right. I love that you guys are using your, your, your free time to focus on real estate, build your portfolios, all that good stuff. The one thing I would ask is, do you have any tips? So for people out there who are maybe in the same situation, maybe they have a full-time job, maybe they have a few single family rentals, and maybe they're struggling with managing them. Maybe they're struggling with finding a property manager, whatever the case may be. Uh, do you have any tips for you know property management in terms of things that you've implemented in your single family portfolio that maybe they can take and apply to theirs? Yeah. So if you don't have time, um, you can buy time by hiring someone else out. Sure. And if, if that's something that you're willing to do, which I, I think is still a great step strategy, you know, hire a proper property management company to do it. You know, you don't have to do everything yourself. I think since we've been doing it for so long, I'm finally in a place where I'm okay with paying someone else to do things. I think, you know, there, there was such a long time in my life where I was not okay with paying someone to clean my house. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, you can apply that to property management company, you know, for your single family home. But you can also apply that if you're uninterested in managing or finding the deal um, per se, like single family home in real estate, you can do that through syndication. So you've, um, Dan, you mentioned earlier, it was initially hard for you to find and source deals. Once you did have capital, we'll find a syndicator and they will bring or find the opportunity for you and you look at it and you can join in. So if you don't have time for real estate, it's perfectly okay. There's other people that do and and, and that's how you kind of join in on that. Yeah, I think that's massive, right? Because I know, just like you said, you know, when I first started, I you know, had some single family properties and I found managing them was not something I wanted to do. I just, I just flat out didn't want to do it. First of all, I wasn't great at it, you know, and so I just not wanted to work in my strengths and that wasn't one of them. But then, as we talked about before, I found passive real estate investing, commercial real estate, and it was absolutely the avenue for me. And that's, you know, that's what all, everything I've done since then, I focus on uh, is that kind of, that strategy. So I think you're absolutely right. If you want to be in real estate, and you don't want to have a super active role. Um, like you said, if you have some single families, get a property manager. If not, look at passive real estate investing because this thing, if you have capital to deploy, this is a great way to do it. And I know that I've done this many times successfully. So I, I, I absolutely love that strategy. So let's dive into your, you know, you did the single family, you've managed your, your own properties, and then you went into multifamily, right? And then so uh, I think in your intro, we talked about you have 1,100 doors or more of uh, assets under management. On the multifamily side, how yeah. long does it take you to get from zero to eleven hundred multifamily units? I guess when we were ready to do that, um, I think it took us three or four months to do that. So, that is incredible. And I think, like I mentioned, I think because we've had so much of the single family home experience, once we were ready, we we're like, okay, let's go. Like, let's not wasting time. Um, and the reason, one of the reasons for that is one, I, I had my second baby. And I think when you have a baby, something crazy happens in your mind. I don't know what happened, but I was like, let's go, like have a baby. Let's, let's go get an apartment. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's, that's what triggered it to be, to be honest. And I was like, well, I, we need to diversify our, our portfolio, single family and commercial that's diversifying within real estate. And two, we need to get another source of income because now we got baby number two, you know, what happens if another turndown comes? And all those things just kind of start emerging, especially when you're 
you know, at home and you have the baby, it's 2 a.m., you haven't slept for three days, you know, all these things kind of come to the surface. But um, but we had our single family homes and we it was getting to a point where it was hard for us to scale up and get mm-hmm. the returns that we want. You have to put so much more effort in the single family home space. So if you're putting the same amount of effort there as you're doing in commercial real estate and you can get better, you know, better outcome from your commercial real estate, why are you spending your time on these, you know, smaller properties when you can kind of do it and and scale up faster? So that was another big reason why we jumped into commercial. I love that. You got to work smarter, right? That's that's yeah. definitely the, what you got to be paying attention to. And, you know, I got to say, being able to, you know, have that kind of trajectory is what everybody wants, right? You you guys have made it look so easy. And I think from an outsider's perspective, that's what it looks like, right? Like you guys, wow, you guys crush this. But I know there was a lot of work that you guys put into that. And it took a lot of time to get to that point, just being able to, you know, take down these deals. How So how were you able to do that? Obviously, you had a lot of motivation. You just had your second child. But in terms of preparation up to that point. So you had a lot of single family stuff. Talk about networking, you know, building a team, all that stuff, being able to find these multifamily deals. You don't just do that. Just one, you know, decide in the morning, Hey, I'm gonna go buy an apartment. And at nighttime, Hey, I, I bought an apartment, you know, it's, yeah. it typically doesn't work that way. So give us a little more deep dive into this, into this process, how you worked up to that after your single family um, journey. Yeah, so we we joined a, a mentorship program and um, it, it has the ecosystem that we're looking for. Um, so just really, really heavy networking, attending um, bus tours, apartment tours, um, meeting with brokers. I was flying from Midland to Houston t- to meet with people to do tours like on my own. Um, I would actually take the baby and leave it at grandma's and then go. So that, that was kind of the, the intensity that I had um, in that moment. And um, you know, my husband, he was still working. I was, I was still on leave. And so he, we would come, he would come home, we'd put the kids to bed and we would underwrite until, you know, 11, 12, maybe 1 AM in the morning. And we would do this six or seven days a week. And there's only seven days in a week. So it, we, we were working an extra, you know, 20, 30 hours just sure, to sure. get going and um, evaluate what markets and, and, um, brokers and and creating a system we actually brought on um virtual assistants to kind of help us with the acquisition side so we we were really intense about it um like we were very dedicated to it and i mean that's that's really all we did um for that time and i I think that's massive right because what you're what you're really talking about is complete focus right and i think that you know uh distraction is the enemy of productivity, right? So I think that you being able to just focus on that and really narrow down and kind of put on the blinders is absolutely massive. And you guys have had great success since then. So I want to take that, talk about, you know, your experience with single family, you guys were doing everything basically, right? You were doing Mm -hmm. all the rehabs, the management, you were finding deals, funding deals, all this stuff. Now you've got into these bigger projects, uh, you know, apartment complexes in the Houston, Houston area, what role have you taken on since then? Because what one thing I've learned about, you know, these large deal syndications is it's really a team sport, right? And while yeah. I guess you can take it down by yourself, but you got to have a lot of things going for you at that, that time, right? So talk about what your role is now that you're doing much bigger deals and most likely working with other team members. Yeah. So so one of the big differences is the marketing piece. Mm. So the underwriting, um, putting the presentations together, kind of really telling the story of why this is a great asset, because, you know, I, I don't have 10, 20 million dollars just to put in 
you know, in the project, right? It, it was a lot easier to capitalize on a single family home or self capital, um, self funded mm-hmm. for a single family home. You only need, you know, fifty, sixty thousand dollars for a down payment, but here you need, you know, ten, twenty million plus, right? Sure. So yeah. here you you have to kind of tell the story, and that's something that we did really well, having putting the presentations together and really fine tune the underwriting so that we and, and be able to tell the story. So. The underwriting can be the best in the world, but if you're not able to share it with, you know, anyone that's interested in investing, well, then if you can't communicate, then that kind of defeats the whole purpose, right? So I realized how much more important marketing and communication is in this realm um, than I mean, you didn't, you never didn't have to do that in single family homes. So <laughs> you all had to convince the other person, right? Like, Hey, does this look good? Yeah. And you can make a decision in you know, an hour. Um, but so yeah, the team sport, that's, that's been uh, a difference in, in a pace. Um, and then the, I think the equity raise has is different as well. Um, Cause now you're responsible for other people's money and, that's a lot scarier than if you were to just lose your own money. And of course it's a lot, it's much more, but just the fact that it's someone else's money is, is it, it is such a, um, I don't know. It, 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 it's such a, a responsibility for it. Um, there's this one where I can tell you the story that uh, we had our one investor he he made the deposit, um, but he didn't put his name on the deposit slip. And it took, I think, almost a full week before it actually showed on our side after he deposited his his um his fund. And we were like, uh, he was like, you know, did you ever get it? I'm like, well, no. And then we think this is it, but it doesn't have the name. And so there was a lot of back and forth. And I think at one point, I, I you know, he was freaking out. I'm like, you know, let's calm down like so um it it's very stressful when you're handling someone else's money especially you know it, it, it it's it's a different type of responsibility and so we we take that to heart um, very very closely you're absolutely right and i think it you know it is it does put um more responsibility on your shoulders right but then at the same time it's one of those things that I found personally is that, yeah, it is, you do become more of a steward of other people's capital. You're more responsible, but at the same time, feel very grateful for being able to provide these opportunities to other people, right? Because that's the goal. These are the people we know who are looking for opportunities like these. So it's one of those things I almost feel uh, gratitude for this type of yeah. thing, you know, in terms of being able to do this. So I love that. And I think it, another thing it just really just slams your point uh, uh, home is that, um, Communication, right? It's all communication. If you can communicate well with your partners, um, investors you're raising money from, you know, this is going to be a huge skill to have, right? And this is, I think this is when multifamily, this is probably, you know, if you're working a W2 job, communication is probably one of the most, uh, the, the thing that people are worst at, but the thing people should work at the most, right? And so I think uh, I absolutely love that. And, uh, you know, communication is absolutely huge. So one thing I want to ask about that, you know, you're talking about communication, we're talking about uh, you know investors, and we you know we both work in oil and gas, and we talk to people that we work with about oil and gas or about investing in multifamily. I can tell you for sure that the people I work with are tired of me talking about investing in real estate because that's basically all I talk about when I'm at work, right? Which whatever, say it's good or bad, that's, that's the way it is. So, um, in, in your experience with talking to people about 
passive investing in commercial real estate. What challenges or pushbacks do you hear from uh, potential passive investors uh, today uh, uh, in terms of you know what they're feeling of being first-time passive investors in, say, a syndication? I, I would say it, it varies. Um, I think it depends on, because it's a large amount of money. Sure. It, it, it is a large um, upfront capital. It, it's pretty big. When you invest in stocks, you can kind of put however much you want, whatever your comfort level is. If you lose it, it, it stings a little, but it's not end of the world. Um, but in real estate, you know, you're putting 50, 60, 70, 100,000 in maybe more. And if you lose that, I mean, that, that, that hurts, that more than hurts. Right. So I think just the idea of your, you're placing this amount of money into a project and you're funding it. I think that's scary and, and rightfully so. Um, but, you know, one of the things is if we hadn't continually invested in our single family homes, I mean, each one you could kind of, you know, maybe estimate 50,000, whatever, um, per down payment for each house, we wouldn't be where we are today. Right. I would say our net worth has grown tremendously because of the real estate investments, definitely not because of the W-2, but because we are investing in real estate. I can wholeheartedly say it's not because we're investing in stocks. It's not because we're um, putting it in our 401k, like, and if you have a pension program, which doesn't exist anymore. So those benefits where you think you could grow with time um, and grow your net worth, it, it, it's not as it's not as attainable anymore. And I think with real estate, you can. Yep, absolutely. And I, I love that you brought up, you know, about the $50,000 because usually that's a minimum for uh, passive investment, right? And I think that that is daunting. Hey, let me wire $50,000 to somebody that I that I know a little bit, but, you know, maybe not be super close with, right? And that can be very daunting. But just like you said, any of the single family properties that I had purchased, you know, they're always some sort of value add component, right? So I was putting in 50 into those easy with purchase price, all that good stuff, right? I was at least putting in 50. And so it did felt different, but I got to tell you, Going into that first passive investment, I was very nervous. The first time I ever did it, I was nervous about wiring that money. But I got to tell you, you know, look at where I am now to then. I'm so glad I did it. It was one of those things like I would never go back. It's it's been an absolute game changer for me in terms of how to deploy capital and uh, really just multiply that money while I can focus on other things. Uh, I would never go back. So it's it's just massive. I understand the the kind of you know mindset in terms of hey maybe this is scary, but talk to some people. That's the one thing that I found the best is go find a network of passive investors, ask them their opinions. They're going to point you in the right direction. Because one thing that I've noticed about this, this space is whether you're multifamily, self-storage, whatever, the syndication space is that it's very open and people will talk to you all in the, you know, it's very giving community, right? And I know that mm-hmm. once I started talking to other passive investors, see who, who they were investing with, um, my whole trajectory took off. It was one of those things like I started investing in deals, deals, and they were performing and it was, it was like magic. It was, I, I gotta be honest with you. I was kicking myself a little bit for not finding this type of investing yeah. earlier. So, uh, it's addicting. It's, it is addicting. I mean, as bad as that sounds, it's absolutely addicting. If I, I wish I just, I mean, if, I just need to get more money so I can just keep investing it passively. Right. It's one of those things. Uh, yeah. I just, I absolutely love the process. And, uh, you know, as long as you're teaming up with, with good, 
partners that you've done your due diligence on. Sky's the limit, you know. I think it's absolutely awesome. Um, yeah. Anna, this this has been fantastic. Uh, I've, I've loved learning, you know, about your story, your transition into multifamily, and what you're doing for you know passive investors, you know, and looking out for people in the oil and gas industry, all that stuff, you know, helping them diversify their income. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Before we get out of here, tell the listeners uh, about anything else you have going on and how they can get a hold of you. Yeah. So um, if you're looking to source deals or just learn more about our story. You can visit our website at sweetlifemf.com. That's S-U-I-T-E, like sweet life, uh, like a box office, uh, life and mf.com. Uh, you can find us on uh, YouTube, Instagram, uh, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And we'd be happy to, to talk more. Awesome. We're gonna make sh- we're gonna make sure to put that stuff in the show notes. Uh, everybody who's listening to the show right now, go follow follow Anna and Peter. Um, they're doing a lot of great stuff. Um, go check them out. Anna, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you again for taking the time to speak with me today. Thanks, Anne. Likewise. Hey, real quick before we get out of here, do me a huge favor and leave a rating and review for the podcast. We're always looking to bring you guys the best insights and strategies for building our real estate portfolios and your ratings and reviews really help with getting top guest speakers that are the best in the real estate investing business. I promise this will only take you a few seconds and I'd really appreciate it. Thanks for being awesome, guys. Cheers.